0: What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is? And today we got a special
1: guest. Let's get into this. All right. So tonight, tonight we have uh,
2: Brandon Keenan from. Uh, he's a producer, director, actor. Uh, has a couple movies under his belt, and he's got a new movie coming out. And uh, he's, uh, he's uh, graced us with his presence, and we're going to have a <laughs> decent conversation and have a good time. So, uh, Brandon, what's up with you, man?
0: What's happening, guys? Appreciate you having me.
2: Yeah, we appreciate you being
1: here. Oh, for sure, yeah, man. We uh, we love this. We love talking to uh, fellow horror heads and people who, you know, are kind of into, into that genre and whatnot and other things, you know. But uh, we seem to uh, start to get into – Doing interviews, we didn't originally think we were going to be doing this, but the more and more that we uh, got in and, and contact with people, it, it was something that we really like to do. And um, we've had author, horror authors on here, directors and actors, and it's just it's pretty cool. So we're excited to have you on here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, you know, any exposure, it's, it's this is incredible. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, definitely. Definitely. Horror uh, films and chat with you guys tonight. So let's uh, let's get cracking. Yeah, Sweet man. So, well, well yeah. so uh, uh,
2: tell us about yourself. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I'm a uh, indie filmmaker from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I started a small business back in 2006 that, you know, was garnered towards video and film production. Um, and I've never really gotten into big movies yet. But as time went along, I've, I've worked in different areas of film and video uh, and learned inside and out some of the, I mean, everything from being a, a production assistant up to actually directing and producing my own film. Um, and I fall in love with filmmaking. I absolutely love it um and horror films are are my it's kind of my forte i love i love the 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 gory gross stuff but yet if someone came to me with a script that was you know a romantic comedy and it was you know perfect i'd be like let's do it because um, oh, yeah, i love yeah. Filmmaking. Yeah. i'm absolutely in love with filmmaking it's so it's from beginning to end from writing to actually being there on set for the first time and shooting everything and and being able to see something that you wrote actually come to fruition and become like an an entity is one of the most unique and coolest experiences. I can't say that enough for people that are indie filmmakers, you know, that moment. Um, And I remember shooting uh, one of our films and and I walked in on set. I'm like, I I wrote all this and there's all these people that are a part of this. And (laughs) there's every, all these people that are working together to make this come together. It's it's fantastic. It's awesome. I yeah. mean, I, I get goosebumps thinking about things like that because it's, it's what keeps driving. me. It's what keeps me wanting to keep making movies and, and, and seeing the effect that it has on people in a theater and seeing how people react and you know, where people go with it, as far as the emotions that it takes, you know, it, it takes a toll on them and, and where it kind of, you know, affects the person. So
1: that's, that's awesome, huh? man.
2: Well, yeah, it, it's like that creationist. you know, I mean that, that, art of creating something and then seeing somebody else get joy out of it yeah. you know i it, i never got into filming but i'm a musician i play in a band and you know it's the same kind of thing you know it, except it's not quite as <laughs> technical or what. well i don't know it, it's
0: weird it's but really uh that's something that i know i have no skills at whatsoever
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's it i'll play the music you make the movies
0: exactly <laughs> There you go. So, yeah, it's cool. It's it's. I remember whenever we debuted Body Farm for our premiere, and there's the, the beginning, the first five minutes of the film, I remember when I was editing everything, I'm like, I really hope that this that this does what I want it to do, and that is to make people hold on to the edge of their seats and go, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. And I remember a cut scene right after uh, the the scene inside the medical lab, and it cut to the main, one of the main characters in his office and the entire theater erupted with, with, uh, you know, applause and, you know, they were cheering it. I was like, that's, then that, I, 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 that's,
2: I what that's what you needed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's awesome.
2: Yeah. And that, uh, it, you know, in that opening scene in that film is, uh, it, it's pretty in your face, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? Sorry.
0: I guess I should introduce my my film is Body Farm. Um and we did that that we started in 2015 and uh yeah that, that's the movie that is really taught me everything about movies and film. It's it's kind of was my my film school almost. Um and being that I got a chance to work with all these people that have so much knowledge and and technology at their hands uh made it all come to be. Um but yeah the the film was as we we're talking about it i'm not sure if you're if your fans were real familiar of what, of what you know what they what we we're talking about the first five minutes there but yeah. at least ends up, the movie's called body form and that's uh the first five minutes of it are enough to turn your stomach and that's kind yeah. of, um get those people that love the torture porn and the saw films the hostels the texas chainsaw masters pull them in there but then also keep a good story so right. I just wanted
2: to at least least that. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, man. you're all good, man. That's, that's what we're here to do. You know, it was funny. I was, uh, I, one of the guys I work with, he's really big into horror and stuff too. And I, uh, I kind of told him, I told him what we were doing this week and I'm like, yeah, I got to watch this movie before I talk to this guy. Cause I don't want to go into this completely blind, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, he was like body farm. He said, isn't that like a, forensic thing and i'm like that's exactly what it is you know and so i mean he he picked it up pretty quick you know and yeah. uh it was funny because i watched it i watched it the other night and uh today at work he was he kept asking me he was like so hey what you know what what happened and what, what you know because he hadn't seen it and uh, i'm like dude you just need to get on amazon it's you know i ended up i rented it on amazon and
0: well thank you so much for that uh, oh no
2: problem man no problem <laughs>
0: is get watch it. Um, I've had a heck of a time just getting it out there and getting people to know about it. Um, we we did the Facebook advertising like crazy and it, it just really didn't lead anywhere. Um, you know, a product, you know, they, they say that the Facebook advertising, if you're selling a physical product that like a pair of shoes or something that Facebook advertising is a little more garnered towards that. But, um, I know I've fallen victim to making purchases on Facebook advertising, sponsored posts, stuff like that. So, Uh um, it didn't really work out that way. So the the biggest thing that for me now is just talking about sitting here right now. Um, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Get it out there and, you know, let people witness it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. what's your take of the movie then? What do you, what do you think?
2: I, I liked it. You know, there were some parts in it where I was a little confused as to what was going on, but then, you know, as you go through and you're like, Oh, okay, I get it. I, you know, and then there was uh it was that whole, it was that whole thing of, I knew where you were going with the, I mean, I didn't know where the story was going to lead until, you know, we got to the end, but, you know, I knew about the, you know, why these body farms exist and what they're actually doing there. And, you know, and there were some, there were some scenes that kind of took me off guard, you know, like, uh, one of them and it, and it's not even really that gory of a scene, but the, the scene with the woman in the trunk. You yeah. know, and, and your reaction to that, you know, wh- why the hell is what,
0: why, <laughs> you know? And that, I mean, that was a, that body was meant to be as fresh as you can get. She right. just been dumped in there and, you know, you had ligature marks on her neck and, and things like that. And, and that actually was based off of um, what I had read in a book about one of the farms that are in Tennessee, that they left the body in the trunk of a car and left it in there for years. And so- then they popped. And that's there's more to it than just that, obviously. Right.
2: right. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's it. And that's the cool thing, too, is that like kind of how JT was just talking about um, kind of getting an idea about where you're going with it and trying to figure it out, because like as we are like what we call cinema heads. We're movie buffs, you know, we, uh, we love video video files, they call them. We like watching movies and you kind of get a sense of, okay, where is he going to go with it and see if we can see where you're going. And if, if it twists, then that's awesome. Cause it's like, Oh, he threw that in there. Okay. Uh, and that's something that, uh, for me as a, a movie lover, when we get to talk to directors like you and producers and actors, um, we get to kind of sh- show our listeners and everyone else who you are, not only as a director but just as a person. Uh, what got you into doing film and you know stuff like that? So, uh, got a question for you. We kind of ask this to everybody. Yeah, go for it. What's your favorite horror movie? <laughs> favorite horror movie. Say Body Farm. Say Body Farm. <laughs> oh, no,
0: don't say that. No. Oh yeah.
2: I gotcha. I gotcha.
0: Uh, No, I love saw because there's just it. it to me, it, it, the first film, it works on such a low budget and it captures the emotions and it captures a good story. Yeah. Jigsaw is a very demented and sick individual, but his message message, in my opinion, is righteous. People don't appreciate life. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you can play God because that, you know, he's his biggest thing is I've never killed anybody. Well, you know, putting a gun to somebody's head and making them pull the trigger still to the murder <laughs> right,
2: you know? right right I
0: like the idea of tugging on the heartstrings a little, tugging on that making you start thinking about things. And then, of course, you have Tobin Bell, who is just fantastic. I mean, oh, the yeah, guy,
2: he's phenomenal in anything he does.
0: yeah, any movie that he's in, I mean, he just he it's the way he delivers. um and actually my my co-director Nick Lamantia has worked with him before on a uh, movie called Kill, or as a show called Kill Point. And he said he's like he's just in character. I mean, that's just him, like he's it's the way he is. And it's, he's an incredible actor. He's got a, an unbelievable amount of skill. Um, I hope and pray one day that I could work with someone like him because it's just, uh, he's, he's, he makes you better as a person. It makes you better as a, as a director and as a filmmaker.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. You keep doing what you're doing, man. And you'll, it'll happen.
0: I appreciate that. I, that's yeah. the plan. Just to keep on, yeah. keep running along, you know, and keep making new contacts, learning from people. Um, right. And every single opportunity is a blessing and if, if you continue to do that I, I feel like good things can come to you if you're good to people um as right. cliche as it might sound um you know one of the things in saw he says he says you know good doesn't lead to good nor bad to bad but I, I don't i don't necessarily think that i believe that like you know i'm i'm that kind of person that i i i want to teach people everything that i know but, but i also want to learn as much as humanly possible mm-hmm. so, right I, I, what a China ball was, and I said that one of my other podcasts that I was to uh, talk with a guy. I didn't even know what a China ball was until we started filming, and they started showing me and breaking everything down. You know, there I am as a producer, and I'm like half lost. You know, I'm like uh, <laughs> I don't know what the heck you guys are. But like the one scene, the camera's directly up overhead, and they built these huge field goal posts directly over top of the medical bed. And as they're putting all this together, I'm like, whoa, I'm like what, what are we doing right now? Like, what is all this? And is it necessary? You know, and by the time we were ready to film, I'm looking at the monitor. And I'm going, okay, okay. It, it makes sense now. So yeah, yeah, it's a constant learning experience.
1: Yeah. You know, um, you know, speaking like you just, what you're talking about, how you were saying, you know, I'm, I'm big on karma myself. I believe that you could put out good vibes and that's what you're going to have around you, you know? Yeah. I
2: um, him in the ass every day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, I'm always going to be happy though. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, uh, treating people right, you know, and just getting, it. And then also, like you said, just keep going with it. Like with, we've been doing this podcast for about two years, a, yeah, little, a little over, little two, over years, two years, a little yeah. over two years, you know, and we're talking to you now. And I know that you're kind of looking at as though, Oh, I'm talking to you guys, you yeah. know, on a podcast, but for us too, as fans, you know, uh, It's just really cool to keep pushing. And now we're talking to you. We've talked to, like I told you before, uh, we've talked to UK directors and actors, um, people who write horror novels and things like that. And what's cool about it is, is like we have a friend of ours who writes horror novels that we met on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, he is looking to like put his horror novels on things. So I'm like, well, we're making connections. So (laughs) it's like a constant weave of just, just people no. who can put themselves out there. That's it, Brandon. We're sending you a book. You're going to make a movie out of it.
0: No. Yeah, it is. It's about networking and getting to know people. And, um, you know, you you guys, having had a show now for two years, uh, the fact that you guys even are, are are willing to chat with me a little bit more and, and had a chance to watch the movie, that's, again, the hardest part. Yeah. Is people to Oh, watch yeah. It. yeah. Uh, you know, even people that are my friends I'm like, hey, have you checked out my movie yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to get to it. Okay, like, good. it. <laughs> <laughs> things going on in our life you know I, I there's even a couple of guys that have worked on the movie that haven't seen it yet you know i mean everyone <laughs> you know, i'm like it, it happens you know it, does, it happens and that's okay you know, I mean, but, it, you
2: know i mean i don't think my wife's ever listened to one of our shows you know? <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> she's like now nah, i know better
0: yeah. <laughs> i guess this is all part of the filmmaking process you know yeah. we
2: yeah.
0: happening um it actually benefited us when COVID first happened because people couldn't leave our house. And, you know, we just promoted, promoted, promoted on Facebook and, you know, we made a decent amount of money in the first month. Um, but that went down because we didn't, we weren't able to market. We just didn't have, right.
2: right.
0: we spent everything we had on, on making the movie. And then when we were done, we were like, okay, well, we made the movie. We did all the film festivals. We spent all that money. And we're like, well, well now what do we do? I mean, we, we got it distributed through an aggregator, which is, is, pretty much in my opinion that if you can't get someone to pick it up for distribution, you go with an aggregator as almost a self-distribution you know, the DIY. Okay. And we did that. And you know, we got into DirecTV, into dish um, Xfinity and Amazon, Google play, Microsoft, Apple TV. And there's one other one in there. I can't remember. This is terrible. I should know that, but <laughs> um, we got into all of those and it, it's, it's been received fairly well. You're going to get some negatives. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, there's part of me that almost wants to to hear it sometimes. Like, what I mean, there's things that I don't like about my own film, you know. But it, it's getting it out there, getting people to see it on this, it, being on this show right now is my opportunity. Um,
1: yeah, uh, and it's like, and like you said, you know, I've always been told that if you don't have any haters, you're not doing anything. That's exactly right. You know, yeah. so um, and my thing is, is that, and I teach this to my sons. You know, everything's a learning experience. You don't ever lose. You learn. It's a lesson, you know? Uh, And so if you're not doing nothing, then you ain't going to get you. Then there's no, I don't know. It's like, like you kind of said, when you first started this conversation, you said that you're passionate about it. Right. And that's, and that's the same way that we are with our podcast and talking Mm -hmm. to people like you and watching the movies you guys make and all this. We're passionate about it. If you're passionate about something, then you're real and people see that. And it may take a minute. But you know what? You keep going. You keep putting that passion out there. Eventually, it's going to hit and people are going to see that. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something that I I wanted to do. Once we started talking to people and having, like, interviews with people, really conversations, I kind of was like, okay, as a fan, I want to get to know these guys and gals. I want to get to know them and um, see what makes them tick and the passion they put out there um, and give them a chance to get people to know them, you know? And I think that's what's cool about doing this is no, get- I
0: that's that's what it's all about. And yeah. I, I really do. I, that's again, I, I keep saying it, it's just to get get it out to people, get people to watch it. You know, you you've yeah. had a chance to take a look at it. Um, and getting people's feedback, hearing what they think, what they feel, right. what, what their emotions are and what all those things are, are so important to me. And you know, I, I the, the next topic was was the sequel that has been written for this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, with the ending, it kind of leaves it open. But um, right, yes. We're on the show here because we want people to watch the film. Exactly. Uh, but, <laughs> you know the, the the sequel though would open up um, an even bigger window. Um, obviously, we were limited on our budget because we were spending our own money, um, and there was even a couple of days where we couldn't even shoot because I looked at Nick and I was like, I, I just don't have it. Like I don't have the money in my account. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're spending three or four thousand dollars a day on shooting. It, it, it started becoming a difference of like, okay, can I eat this month? Like, am I going to eat? Right, right. <laughs> you know, so um, after that's why it took us two and a half years to make the movie, though. We, you know, we had some issues with continuity with the length of hair and a couple of <laughs> them. You know, I gained easily probably, I went from 245 to 265 several times in the film. Yeah. There's points where you can tell my face is a lot fatter right a now.
2: puffier, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Right now
0: I'm about the 255 range, so I'm getting yeah. close fat puffy cheeks but <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel you
0: I feel yeah, you you can kind of tell as like, you know I go into the next door and you know not to try to give away any secrets but yeah you you, those are the parts though of indie filmmaking that you learn they're growing pains you know and I encourage people that are indie filmmakers you don't have to have millions of dollars to make a movie I, I'm, I'm proof of that it's not if you want to make a movie and you're passionate and you love it it's you don't have to have tons of money or even other people's money uh, to make a movie, you can you can pick up a camera and do your thing. There's people that are making millions of dollars right now using a cell phone. So,
1: oh yeah, yeah, You can
0: you can be a filmmaker and not have you know not have those big budgets. And everybody's you know always thinking, I know the the high you know four five ten million dollars, and you know you put all these big name actors in it. But and that would be great. Listen, I wish Body Farm would have had it. <laughs> yeah, you know. But in doing that though, I know that there are other people that I would have to hire. To handle that kind of 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 a territory when it comes to filmmaking, mm-hmm. that's that's the big the big you know area to go to. That I I want to get there and I want to learn it, um, but it's not going to happen overnight. And I'm going to try my damnedest to keep on working to that. But like I encourage indie filmmakers, just write, just pick up a pen and paper, just write, start writing, start jotting things down. And that's that's how I start every script. I I, I start with just jotting down things. I have on my cell phone alone. There's like a little note thing that has. I think it's probably about 30 pages total and just things that I've jotted down like different gross gadgets. Somebody picked it up and read it though. They probably think I'm a crazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> there's things in there though, that like you, you, you think about, and then like you start plugging together an outline from that. And then you make the script itself and it, you just, all you gotta do is pick up a pen and paper and, and, and get cracking, do some well,
1: You know, speaking of that, I tell there's a perfect example in the horror world. We you talk about that. It's a movie that everyone knows and loves. And it's a cult classic and it was very made on a very cheap budget budget. And it's a little movie called evil dead. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And now
1: it's a cult classic. And I mean, it's, that's a, that's a staple in people's house. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's a, and they didn't have a huge budget. As a matter of fact, that was a, a college, uh, project. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, know,
0: that's all it takes. You know, you, you get some guys that are, are smart filmmakers that want to put something together. You know I mean? You, you, the, the movie Blair Witch, which I know that always seems to come about because it was made for no money. But if, if you have an idea, there's ways that you can do things. You yeah. can make things work. We shot our entire movie on a Canon 6D. And anybody that knows cameras, that's a, a lower-end camera, but that's all we had to work with. But with the right lenses and the right lighting, um, mm-hmm. we made it work. I mean, technically, the movie price should have been more like around the $200,000 range. But it was significantly less than that because people were like, "Look, Brandon, we just want to help. We want to be a part of your team."
2: Yeah, that's cool, yeah. man. That,
0: that's it's it's incredible when people are like, "It doesn't even matter what the money is, Brandon. I just I really want to be a part of this. It's so much fun." Last time we shot. Yeah, like,
1: well, see, and, and and that's the point, man. You know, and that's like even for us. You know, we're working on our our podcast, and we're doing other things that on the side and stuff like that that have to do with our our name, our brand. You know, the Horror Chronicles. Um, but uh, you know. You you're helping us and we're helping you and down the road you know, I mean you're always welcome. When you got a movie coming out or something you're doing and you want to yeah. promote, get a hold of get a hold of yeah. us and you know we get you on here and that's my point. There's no reason why everyone can't just do it, help everyone out. But um, you know, it, it's like a like we said, good vibes, man. Keep on keeping that good stuff going around and keep it out there. And then um, so I got a question for you. Who who are the directors that you look up to, um, as far well, as,
0: um, you know, I, I will the older directors like I, like Scorsese is always going to be, he, uh, he
1: yeah, it's Scorsese,
0: okay. <laughs> um, people like him, Quentin Tarantino, um, guys that are, were pioneers, they set the tone, they set the boundaries. I mean, I, I've read books and stuff too, that hearing about how they got to where they were is, is unbelievable, you know, and yeah. I have respect for guys like Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's, there's something I guess about this is, you know, Scorsese and guys like Tarantino and, and hearing about where they started and like, and maybe it's because I haven't done enough research on the other ones, but I, I just love that how they just worked their way up and they just kept working hard and they had passion and, and, you know probably drugs but you know it all, hey <laughs> it all came together and built a great film career same know, thing but, with rock music <laughs> you know guys like that and, and one of my favorite uh, writers is lee winnell um, he's the the writer for the saw series and mm-hmm. yeah yeah directed um, invisible man and i mean he's just um, incredible and i'm sure he had a, a good group of people around him too and he he's a genuinely nice person from from when I met him and from when I've just seen from his social media and stuff, mm-hmm. um, he's responded to a few of my messages and, you know, congratulating me on getting Body Farm made. And like, th- those are the people, I guess I look up to the people that I, I feel like are, are good people and they and they work their way up the right way.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You talk about Lee Winnell, uh, you know, I mean... The guy, you know, I mean, he was part of the Conjuring series. And, yeah. you know, I mean, look at all the stuff that this guy has done. I mean, you know, and some of that,
1: I mean, he worked with James Wan. Which yeah. Who, if you haven't, James Wan to us is like, he uh, saved horror. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Incredible. And that, and that's not discrediting James Wan either. Don't get me wrong. I, I just, uh, I, I, for whatever reasons, Lee Winnell was like the one guy that I always just, I, I always just like felt a connection to him. And as far as his writing was concerned and the right. kind of he was. And, you know, James Wan, I, I didn't do as much research on him. Yeah, he, yeah. Feel like he got elevated, he elevated himself pretty quickly, and got mm-hmm. himself in with a lot of the big films. And that's amazing. You know, like I said, I, I do, I, I admire that. And I look up to that. Um, you know, seeing Lee Whannell, you know, doing The Invisible Man, I was like, yeah, wow, he, he did it, you know, he, he got yeah. it done. I, yeah. I would assume that he's living a pretty good life as a filmmaker. And, you know, now he can probably choose the projects that he wants. Um, he could
2: he could i i was really shocked whenever he took the helm of uh the invisible man and i mean he did yeah. a fantastic job with it too you know yeah. i mean cuz that is a a triple a movie
1: well that know? movie um on a lot of the podcasts that we that we know and we follow we talk to they do a lot of like a uh, top 20 top 10 movies of the years mm-hmm. and this and that and yeah. that's uh, that's on everybody's top 5 yeah everybody's yeah. top 5 um and it's up there, like two up to like the ones and twos of theirs. Yeah. So. Well, and that's because of the writing, the
2: production, the yeah. you know cinematography of it. I mean, it was just all around it, you know, a good movie. Yeah.
0: So back but to I Body Farm here. The, the, to go back.
2: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. I don't like want to cut you off, man. Oh
0: no, 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 that's okay. Uh, no, as far as Body Farm is concerned, so I, I'll give you a little quick story on it on how it all came to be. I was when I first started my business. I was doing a video deposition downtown, and I had somebody come in before it even started, and they're like, "Hey, you're into like writing and stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, I love to write scripts. You know, I'm just I was just starting to get into it and like learning a little more about it. And you know, I bought this book called The Screenwriter's Bible to teach you all the things when I'm writing a script. And she says to me, she's like, "Have you ever heard of a body farm?" And I'm thinking to myself, like, "Okay, is this like some sort of like you know lore of like you know there's this place where you know they grow bodies or something?" Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. There's like, there's they're real. They're, they study human decomposition. I'm like immediately, I stop. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, run this by me again. So she starts telling me about it. She's like, you should just research it. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So I start researching it, and I see some of the photos. And I'm, you know, I, I can handle graphic images pretty well. I, I've, I've done, I've worked with uh, some mortuary schools and stuff, and it doesn't really bother me. But it does intrigue me. And I, and I couldn't believe that what they were doing with these bodies and although as grotesque and, and disturbing and, and nasty as it was, they were really using it to study for forensics. And I was like, wow, it incredible. And like, if you look at what these bodies look like, I mean, it was, it's brutal. It's, it's, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm like, okay, I'm like I could I could do something with this. I can make this into something just, you know, as, as a writer, I'm like, I'm just going to write this script. So I started thinking to myself, I'm like, well, how can I, how can I put it all together and make this into a script? But, you know, give it a good story. You know, how, how do you go about doing that? I'm like, well, if I were going to do a Anything with it, I'd want to go do a documentary on. Like, well, there, we'll make a yeah. group of figures that go to this body farm, and then it starts to unravel in front of
1: them. Yeah.
0: And so I wrote the script, and it sat on a shelf from 2007 until 2015. And we decided I pulled it off the shelf, and I and I I said, you know, I just want to make the first 12 pages to see if I can get investors to just to, you know buy into right. the right. It, fund the whole thing. <laughs> plan for investors i was just using that i guess as a you know saying because i wanted to make a move so we make the first 12 pages and i you know get a bunch of my friends and stuff and and i'm like hey you know you're gonna play this character and, and one guy's like well brandon you should just play the main character since you wrote it i'm like well you know what i'm not gonna we're just doing the first 12 pages why not we'll just do that so we do the first 12 pages and all of a sudden nick looks and he goes let's just let's just finish this let's do this he's like we don't need we don't have a time frame we'll just do this i'm like all right f it let's just do it so we just started shooting more and more and more and doing different scenes. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, we, we actually have something here. Let's finish this movie. And we just basically for over two and a half years, we, we finished filming and our last day of shooting, uh, we both looked at each other. We're like, we, we did it. We, we just, we just made a movie and then we drank crown Royal and it was awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: You looked at each other and like, what the hell did we just do?
0: This <laughs> <laughs> is really low, but we made a movie. We did. something. <laughs> Movie gets made, we finish it, we went, and I edited the whole thing. And I was editing while we were filming too, so. Okay. That, yeah. And uh, we went. Um, we the, the people that we worked with, um, a lot of them like they they kept getting their their craft kept getting better and better. Like our sound guy Dave Major, who now works in Atlanta on a bunch of big movies. Um, he basically started out. He goes, "I'll do the whole thing for." I think he said three hundred bucks, and I, so I was like, "Wow, you're talking eighteen days of shooting." He's like, "Yeah," and I after the first day, I looked, at him, I go. You know, you're probably gonna want a little more money. Than
1: yeah.
0: I. Okay, good. Thanks. <laughs> so, like, you know, over time, um, he got better. He got new equipment, and like we just started getting better and better and better as filmmakers, and finished the movie off. Um, I hire uh, Mikey ruckus as my composer who is the composer for uh, all elite wrestling. He, um, he works for them now and he's super, super busy now. And it's awesome. Yeah. I actually, yeah. episode longer, but He does a bunch of great work for them. Um, and he composed the, the, the score for me. And once we were finished, um, we did our premiere at the Oaks theater here in the route. It's like it's near Pittsburgh It's called Oakmont. Um, and it's this beautiful uh, theater. They just redid the whole thing. And it's kind of like, it has that old school feel of a the theater to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and i remember right before we were about to show it to the audience um and we had like almost like 300 i was like 310 people or something like that there and the, they looked at me like well you have to go up and say something i'm like what like you have to <laughs> go up and say something to, the, to your audience i'm like i look at nick nick's like do, do a shot i'm like yeah 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 let's yeah. do it right <laughs> we rip shots of crown and we go straight down there and there i am in a full tuxedo and i'm walking up the stage and realized that the shoes that I'm wearing have no grip whatsoever. So Uh I'm like trying my best to almost climb like gorilla style up. (laughs) We get up there and uh, I just, I looked around and the lights are so bright that I can't see really anything. And it was for the best. But I will say that knowing that all of those people that were my cast, my crew, my friends and my family there to support me. And this is the first time I ever got to show a movie. It's the most rewarding feeling in the world. Yeah. To know that all uh, these people around you support you and are there for you. And they all are making this happen. You know, I, I, I'm just one guy. I'm only as good as the crew around me. And we all made it happen. And it was, th- that's when it was born, basically. And then we took it from there Um, and we did the film festival circuit. We won, I know it was like 30 plus s- submissions or like acceptances and then awards. And so we won like best screenplay and best made in Pennsylvania for the Pittsburgh Film Festival. And there's a bunch of different ones, and I have a couple of them. There's one over here in my office, and I have one in my All kitchen. Right. As well. But it's it's really awesome, though, to start traveling around and meeting other filmmakers and doing those things. And, and then we got the distribution put into place, and uh, now it's worldwide, and we just have to kind of sit back and talk about it. Oh, so that's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> <I leave> cool. <laughs>
2: that's cool. Oh, yeah, man. So <clears throat> who did the effects for this?
0: Uh, the special effects were a couple of people. Um, we had someone from Tom Savini school that did it, um, my guy, Michael Williams, who now lives in Seattle, he did a lot of the, the gore and, and the, and the special effects and things. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not giving away too, too much, but there's a gunshot scene where we had one take and one take only, and Mm -hmm. Mike put together an apparatus that we had one take with it and he nailed it. And I'll never forget while we're all shooting. There's probably about 12 of us standing around the subject and. Nick finally yells cut and the actor sits up and looks, he goes, did it work? Because <laughs> <And we're like, laughs> oh we had nice. no game. Nick says he had a plan for it, but um, there was no, there was no plan because we would have had to have scrubbed down that wall and redid the whole thing. It would have taken another day of production. There's just yeah. no way.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So, um, Michael Williams though was kudos to him. He's the guy is actually a physicist. Um, super smart. Uh, any anything he touches art wise, he's he's just amazing at it. He's he's amazing. I have so much of his artwork even in my office here. Um he's just one of a kind. That's Absolutely.
2: cool. Yeah, the the whole I, I don't want to give too much away of, of the film, but like even at the very beginning, that whole that gooey freaking yeah. dump into the bucket. It was just <laughs> like
0: uh <laughs> Yeah, so that's um that's uh her name is Rachel Boy. She's um she, she trained at the uh, at Tom Savini School, uh-huh. school. And, Uh I remember when I called her, I'm like, hey, are you are you available to this? She's like, Yeah, sure. So she showed up with all <laughs> well all these organs and like I mean it was you yeah. <laughs> know. It's pretty gross. So our actress uh, Jenna Weiss was was a was a real trooper. Um, you know she she had to lay on that steel table for a very very long long time. <laughs> yeah,
2: I bet. I bet.
1: See, and that's 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 cool. Uh, just to be able to work, even to be able to work with someone who's gone to like the Tom Savini school. Savini is to us yeah, the yeah. man. I mean, you know, way up there.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's again a pioneer. You know. And, yeah. And, and then, oh yeah. But, that, that trained with with him and like there's just an unbelievable amount of talent um, in out there in the in the city of Pittsburgh here. I mean, I'm, they the, those students get to learn firsthand what he basically set uh, where he set the bar, and they've got right. a lot of. School, so they understand right. it. And they're passionate about it. Um, everyone I've worked with has has been great.
1: Yeah, it um, that's you know for it's crazy because I've always just you know, being a fan of movies and stuff like that, especially horror movies, Phantasm, one of my yep. favorites of all time. Um, oh, no. That's a band. No, but, uh, you know, I've always like, I have like, oh, this would be a cool idea for a movie. And then it just never gets done. I often ask myself, I'm like, man, I should just write something down and just write it. And go with it and if something happens of it it does and if not at least i have it written down somewhere and like you said down the road you may bring that back out and dust it off and be like hey i might be able to do something with this you know so and uh, what that was getting to was if you know or should i say when down the road you become bigger and you have more uh you know more of a established name and power, you think you might ever try to redo it? Because we talk about um, how we love. There's some B-rated movies that would be awesome if they had more money for their what they need to make it, you know, really pop. Yeah. Would you ever consider redoing this one down the road? If you guys get the, uh,
0: yeah, I'd consider it. Um, you know, because nothing will ever change. Um, what we what we did so far.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. no no. Absolutely. no and that's
0: what that's not really
2: what what he's getting at i mean with without he you know
0: I mean if the, if the if the money were right and and somebody came to me and said you know we want to remake body farm um with a different cast and I, i'm open to it because filmmaking is filmmaking even mm-hmm. with you know, that if all i would ask is can i be a part of this can right. I? oh yeah, 100%, yeah.
2: absolutely absolutely well, and the, the script is, you know, the script is really good for this movie. I mean, it's not like it needs to be rewritten or anything.
1: No, like no, no. I just, I often, like, I think of things, but then again, we talk about this all the time with us about remakes. Because like I said, like a movie I mentioned earlier, Evil Dead, you know, that original movie is just so freaking so good, you know, yeah. but the remake was great. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the remake of that or not, uh, of Evil Dead. No, I have not. Oh man, it's killer. It's a good You
2: know one. I just put two and two together. He's from Pittsburgh. And I oh, didn't I'm Lord. actually huh? I'm in the
0: zombie capital of America.
1: That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> right here yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm that's a huge awesome, zombie fan, man. I'm a that's zombie awesome. movie freaking that I love zombie movies. Well, that's where Dawn of the Dead came <laughs> I, I, from was Pittsburgh. I,
0: you got night of the living dead, but like uh, there's, you know, land of the dead was another one that I just, I was like, this is great. This is awesome. I mean, they're yeah. the idea of zombies to me. And a lot of people get angry about, you're well, <laughs> not supposed to be able to run. I'm like, yeah, but th- you can do so many different genres of zombies. In my opinion, you right. can do you've got 28 days later and 28 weeks later, yeah. you know, where they just, all of a sudden, like one sees you and they just, the look on their face and then they just, you know, and they, they have un, an ungodly amount of energy to be able to track you down. Right. I just, I love that too. I right? There's mm-hmm. many different, uh, like I said, there's genres to me of zombies. There's. Yeah. Oh look, yeah. Well, that's
2: like when they, when they did the remake of Dawn of the Dead, you mm-hmm. know, you, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you got these zombies running full force and it throws you back in your seat. You're like, holy shit, wait a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're not supposed to move that fast. You can imagine though, if like all of a sudden you come around a bed and there's 25 zombies at full speed. Right. You know, and what's the, uh, you're gonna
2: at? die because I'm too fat to get away from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, um, no, Zombieland. I, Zombieland. I just, I yeah, it's, it's hilarious. You know, it's yeah. so well done. Yeah. You know, I, I just it's there's there's so many different ones out there, and and it, again, filmmaking that's the beauty of it. You can make it whatever it is you want it to make. You know, and then <laughs> there's gonna be people who hate it and people who love it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like I said before, man, if you ain't got haters, you're not doing anything. So what? So it doesn't matter, you know. Um. So uh, what, uh, we call it, I guess, not really guilty pleasure. But what movie do you go back to to watch whenever you're, you know, you're like I need to watch something that's, you know, bring me back nostalgia wise, you know, mm-hmm. something you watch to bring you back when you're younger. Uh-oh. Oh, man, here we go that count? nice <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice yeah Love Ghost- it. ghostbusters is my um it, it's it'll always be that feeling of, of knowing exactly where i was as a child when i would watch like my mom would go yeah. in grandma's house and when i was a kid she just would sit me on the couch there and press the play on the vcr and i'm watching ghostbusters and it was recorded off of hbo
2: so nice.
0: i'm sitting there watching i'm like this that. To me, that movie, it, it brings back all the same feels inside that I had as a kid to the point that I even have a toy room upstairs in my house that is dedicated to just my toys. And I've got <laughs> I've got a full-size proton pack, a full-size slime blower, all the gadgets and everything. I'm mean, like i just a, a diehard sci-fi junkie, and that That's is awesome. That movie takes me back every, every time. I just watched it with my niece not that long ago. Same thing. It's just it's always there. It's always in your heart. I'd yeah,
2: say. it makes you feel like a kid again.
1: Yeah, so. man. that That's like right, with the Phantasm. Yeah. With Phantasm, for me, you know, um, that's a movie that uh, my mom loved. And uh, she wasn't a big horror movie fan, but she loved that movie for some reason. She's the one that originally got me, let me watch it and stuff. And now I, all I got to do is hear the intro music. All you got to do is hear that theme song, man. And just
0: Pulls you right in. Yep.
1: Yeah, Pulls right back to when you were younger. And that's a great thing. I think that's what... Uh, We talked about that a lot, you know, like John Carpenter. Carpenter's the man at like just he can he can bring you into a movie with just the freaking the uh the music. That's
2: it, all it takes. uh, And Carpenter's another one that did a whole lot with a little bit of money. Yeah, I mean, Halloween was as low budget as you could get. You know, I think he filmed that entire movie for two hundred and fifty grand. You know,
0: I do anything kind of money to make a movie yeah Yeah. but yeah you know
2: that was 1978 you know yeah. i mean so that was probably like a million bucks now, yeah. you know? <laughs> but uh no, but sense. uh so we kind of got off the off the path here uh so where are you at with the new movie
0: so the new film um everyone's a- ask, asking me questions about it but there's there's not I don't want to give away too too much but the, the sequel has been written but it's fresh it's not you don't have to see the first film to see the second film okay so if you introduce a big budget and a couple of big actors to it 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 won't affect anything as far as the first film you don't need to be like i, I have to see this to understand where the second one is going it's titled decompose instead of body farm 2 right so what, what i kind of want it to be is its own entity um kind of like how rob zombie did three from hell and um devil's rejects as you know from right right so i kind of took that approach to it was kind of like let's just make this fresh and kind of a different style um let myself expand more as a filmmaker and as a writer um i wrote this time without a budget in mind you know so like there's some parts and pieces to it that will probably cost a lot of money um there's a lot of special effects that are going to be needed for it um mm-hmm. and not things that are like special effects that are all physical special effects, nothing that, you know, I'm not doing any CGI. I don't really, I'm not a green screen guy, really. There's a little bit in Body Farm, but not much. Right. Um, I like it to be as real as possible. And I want it to feel like it could really happen because for that, for me, that's the that's the scariest part of Horror Forms is feeling like that could really happen. Right. And Body Farm, I got the idea of that from things that were actually happening in China. And they were harvesting organs from people in China. Yep. And yeah. And I'm like, that is terrifying. The fact that, you know, you're just sitting there like a, in, in a cell and just waiting. You know I mean? I i have uh, always felt like the movie Hostel was another one. It was just like, oh my God. It's oh, just yeah. on so many levels because I feel like it could actually happen.
1: Yeah. Sometimes people can be the uh, scariest thing out there. Right. right. You know, um, like you said, with the hor- the organ harvesting, man, that's crazy. Um, and I know I heard stories. um news reports and stuff that happened. You can probably look it up too, but there's actual hospitals in the U S that caught caught. I think it was in Texas. They got this a while back, um, years and years back, but they got caught. Uh, if you, um, had like the donor card on the back of your license, if they could make a lot of money off your organs, if you weren't too bad, they might let you die. They got caught letting people die and sell. I
0: I heard about that one in Texas and Nick actually texted me and goes, apparently our script isn't that far-fetched. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I find out that this guy had a body inside of his facility that were parts of different people just up on the wall. And I'm like, that's pretty disturbing, like made up as a full body. And I'm like, thinking to myself, I and mean, he was just selling was selling parts and pieces on the market because body brokers are real. You oh, can, oh, yeah. You, know, and you, can, you can, the people that have donated their bodies and things like that, they're worth a lot of money. You know, a cadaver, a, um, a cadaver tendon, you know, can sell for X amount of dollars. Um, the, the idea, though, of, of a live kidney for somebody that's a very rare blood type. Um, yeah. what's, it, what's it worth for somebody that's on a waiting list that can't get that, that kidney? What's it worth for them to pay for that? It can happen. And yeah. that's, that's terrifying to me. Um, oh. The idea that it stimulates those ideas and feelings inside of yourself.
2: What was that Jude Law movie where remember they were repossessing Repo Man?
0: Repo man. Yeah, yeah. They were oh,
2: repossessing they, body parts. Repossess
0: organs are, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, that was,
2: was insane. But but yeah, you're right. It's it's that real life stuff that happens, you know. Um, you know, you mentioned Saul earlier. Um, my wife, you know, I've been into horror all my life. I tend to like the supernatural stuff. I like the ghost stories and stuff like that. My wife is not as big into horror as I am. Now, she'll watch it with me. She doesn't have a problem with it. But the movies that freak her out are movies like Saw, you know, where that shit could really happen. You know, I remember when we watched that movie, we had just started dating. And when we watched that movie, she made me get up and check all the windows in the house and make sure that they were
0: locked. The guy with a, with a pig head, out, a pig mask on waiting out there for you. That's you know, I
1: mean, because, you know, that shit can happen. Yeah. And that's, you know, you know and that's, you know, that's the scariest thing. And, and And, you know, you're right on that. The scariest thing is something that, you know, it's hard to believe that another human could do that to someone.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm and I've really been kicking the idea around doing a true crime podcast, uh, starting one here in the city of Pittsburgh. There's a lot of really, it's very odd, and I don't want to I don't want to step on toes though either because these are people that had their families care about them and they worry about them, but they go missing, right? And just they end up coming up mm-hmm. in the rivers and miles and miles and miles away, you know. And we're talking two or three months down the road. And there's, mm-hmm. there's I'm like, I want to do that podcast. And, you know, I really want to talk to some of these people, but you have to remember these are people with their family members and friends that care about these people. And I'm like, ah, it's, it's a, it's very true and very real. And again, I, I those, I guess my point of this is that I take some of these, you know, you, you see these documentaries on serial killers and stuff. And I studied up on them long before I started writing body Farm because I needed, I needed to know what to go off of to create these characters. And it's, it's terrifying to me that this does happen in our world. Um,
1: Well, I can tell you that, uh, that's a great genre of a podcast for you to do if you're interested in it. Cause, um, I'm huge in the podcast world as far as I list, I work for a company, a delivery company. So I get to listen to podcasts for 12 hours a day while I'm delivering and driving. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and, um, true crime podcasts are huge. I mean, they get great numbers, um, and it's 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 funny cuz you hear this often women are into true crime and murder stuff
0: they are they you are there. <laughs> i know my girlfriend's real into it she she enjoys watching a lot of these documentaries and listening to podcasts and stuff yeah. too yeah, yeah she got me she got me hooked on the first podcast ever with, was a uh, dirty john and like i'm starting to listen to oh, so yeah. like, this guy's voice that's telling the story i'm like he's good oh I, yeah. yeah oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I'm getting into the story and listen to it, and he's interviewing the the lady that was involved with it, and I'm like, wow! Like, and podcasts really started picking up a lot more, mm-hmm. and they're very, very popular now. And
2: yeah, it's it's it's, it's a big business now. Yeah,
1: man, and there, and you could do it every, and as long as you're passionate about what you're doing, people are going to hear that, and the the more you put into something, the more passionate you are, like you are with movies and directing and everything. Right. people see that and they see that you're putting passion into it and it's real and people like real, you know, um, that's like yeah, with this true. podcast, I was like, you know, I don't ever want to change who we are, right. you know? Um, and once we started interviewing people, I'm like, man, I really like this. I like the direction we go with this and, and things. And, um, it just felt cool to be able to talk to someone. I know it sounds stupid cause it's like, oh, well you're just, you're just having a conversation. But to me, you get to learn more about someone just through having a conversation with them. Make them feel comfortable and say, hey, man, there's no judgment here. You talk about, just talk, you know. Yeah. Talk
2: about whatever you want, you know.
0: That's just a conversation. I feel like you, you feel more comfortable. I feel more, you know, at ease, I guess, with it. Sometimes when you go into it with a whole slew of questions, sometimes you second-guess yourself more. Right. Um, with this it's just kind of what i'm feeling and how you know like i had no idea i was going to mention the Pittsburgh true crime thing but it's something my girlfriend and i've been discussing you know we just we want to sit down i have all the equipment to do it i mean i have, I have a video company so i'm like i got all this recording equipment i, I can
1: right. do it with nothing,
0: you know? but you know these are the things though that that i have really with my film career have really like considered moving into in different areas of, mm-hmm. of video and, and and audio as well um you know with with Body for will Even my my goal one day is to be able to make a movie, whether that is a documentary or a feature film. Um, I, I want to, you know, in a feature narrative or like I, I just I truly do want to work in movies, and I'd like to do it at, at, at the right way. Um, and I don't want to put the screws to anybody. Like I've heard some terrible terrible stories in film about people getting their money taken and they're gone. I mean, there's it yeah. happened that's, that's and that happens in all different types of business. Correct. Right. With with decompose I'm working on that the, the truth is is if if that's going to happen there's going to need to be somebody that's willing to uh take the risk of putting money into it and you know taking that plunge um the amount of money that would take to make the movie is significant but with this with 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 film you know about to be re, you know, restarted or rebooted almost it's going to take off in the next two or three years and there's going to be money to make there's going to be more platforms out there there's going to be more than just netflix there's more than hulu I mean, there's oh, going to yeah. be more stuff happening and more ways to get your movie in front of people um you know i know shutter's one that i, I reached out to them and haven't ever heard but like if i can get body Farm into that like, those are the things that there are many many opportunities um and there's the american film market where you you know you can actually go there and yeah, i i it's all a learning experience and it's something oh, that yeah. i'm just to do, um you know, with decompose, it would be a new learning experience and opportunity.
1: Well, so. and something that's awesome that you talked about, you know, uh doing a podcast is you have everything you need for that already, correct? Yep. So, yeah. so you make a great podcast because if you have all the great sound, sound is key. If you have the great sound quality and get that good content, yeah. there's your fun There's some funding that you can bring through that into your movies that will help you be able to, you know, right. You know, and, um, I got to tell you, man, I just, I like being able to talk to people who are passionate about things and are trying to do things and he just likes to talk. Yeah. You know, I carry my own voice, (laughs) but no, uh, if, if I can help anyone in any type of way, I feel good about it. You know, it's crazy. I I've always been that way. I get better. I don't know. Acknowledgement from myself, knowing that I help someone and if, So, again, you know, any way that we can help you out, if you got something coming out, or hell, if you to want to come on here and say, hey, check out this idea, we'll put it out there. I mean, we make connections here and there. um, And, uh, you know, you said you're a sci-fi guy. Um, I might try to get a hold of another podcast called Phantom Galaxy that we go on. There's sci-fi and horror, movie, all kind of stuff like that combined.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, In fact, we're doing a show with them tuesday yeah
1: so So. but i mean yeah i i love i love uh i love the enthusiasm that you have for you know wanting to to do something that you i I, same thing with us when we did this podcast man i just i love it and then it builds and builds and builds yeah
0: it seems like you guys are really building a a a solid brand um in two years we're trying (laughs) yeah and you know for me I, I want to just, it, I know it's cliche to say, but if you if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I, I right. do believe in that. I'm like, I'm so happy with where I am in my life. Um, as far as, you know, my work and, and my personal life, everything is is has been really really great, and I'm blessed for that. And I hope that I can just continue to build it as my, as as a person and as a filmmaker, and just continue to learn. Um, just seeing you guys now, I mean, one of the first things we're probably gonna do when I get off this, is say, hey, what kind of microphones are you guys using? Because they're nice, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the uh, kind are of things. Sure, uh, some fifty eight. <laughs> All right, there we go. Perfect, perfect. So I have Sennheiser. So I'm kind of like, well, you
2: gotta, you know, it, it's funny. I- playing in the band, I've got a Sennheiser mic and I loved it for like, you know, live on stage, you know, sounds great. But whenever we started putting, you know, podcast equipment together to do this, I was using that Sennheiser mic and Ryan got the SM 58 and we had another girl that used to come on the show with us quite a bit and she got one. And I've noticed, in fact, there's my Sunizer sitting right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that Sunizer didn't sound as good as the SM58 for 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 what we're doing here, you know. And uh, basically, I'm just running it through a cheap Behringer board straight into my computer. You
0: know,
2: there you go. Pretty yeah, comfortable cool setup.
0: So, so y- you gotta, yeah, you got.
1: Don't
0: you? <laughs> Do what? to deal with that microphone company
1: don't you <laughs> no. no man you know what's funny is the cool thing and that's another great thing just if you're ever if you're interested you got questions whatever send us a message on facebook yeah. if you ever have any questions about about the podcast thing the podcast world most people are super cool with helping you out and like uh giving you tips and pointers and yeah. bringing you on the show and letting you talk and
2: promote your stuff when we first got started it was funny i reached out to uh there's a a pretty big podcast out there called hillbilly horror stories and uh we listen to them all the time and i reached out to jerry he's the guy that runs that show and i just said hey you know would you ever be willing to have a conversation i'd like to talk to you sometime and uh, i sent him a message through facebook and he's like yeah absolutely and he didn't know me he'd never even heard of me and uh he said uh You know, you want to do it through Facebook or you want me to, or you want to do it over the phone? And I'm like, over the phone would be fine if you can do that. And I sent him my phone number. He's like, all right, I'll call you in 10 minutes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, I was expecting to be on the phone with this guy for, you know, five or 10 minutes. I spent an hour and a half on the phone with him and he was telling me everything that we needed to do. He told me the microphones we needed to buy, the board that we should get, you know, and just, I was like, this guy was a wealth of information. You know, and a lot of the podcasts that we've talked to uh, have been the same way. Hey, we we all kind of look at it like a community. We're all here to help each other out.
0: Sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, as I as I continue to move along with things, I, I probably will will be reaching out to you guys to ask some questions in the same Definitely,
2: way. man. Anytime. anytime.
0: Experts. So I'm uh, again, it's a constant learning experience. Um, yeah. Keep on. Uh,
2: I'm kind of intrigued about the true crime thing. Cause we talk about everything here. You know, we talk about horror movies a lot. You know, we talk, talk about ghost stories, serial killers, cryptids. I mean, uh, we get into a little bit of everything, you know, if it's creepy or weird, we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah. There's definitely something in the city of Pittsburgh and I'm not going to sit here and speculate right now about a serial killer. That's doing all this, but it, it's not adding up. Uh, it People don't just go and jump in the river when they're drunk and, ground. Uh, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, the, the, there, there needs to be more to, you know, more research done and more understanding of, of this. And and it's, it's, it's a pattern it seems like of, of a certain age range, Mm -hmm. their vehicles are just left there with the keys still in the ignition. I'm sorry, but I'm not buying into that. Oops. We just, when I was in my twenties and I would be drunk in the South side, I didn't just go down to the river and say, Oh, you know, I'm going to go check out the river. That's, you know, a block and a half down there that's not it's not adding up it's not drunk
2: to walk that far damn it
0: exactly yeah i'm like i'm not i'm not not buying into it so there's that part of me that is i want to ask questions and i want to get people thinking about that you know and but i also know that it's a very touchy subject because again these people have families right you don't want to stir a pot that that they don't want stirred
1: yeah 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 man um i will tell you dude uh I mean, you're already, you're direct, you got movies, you know, just he knows more about this shit than we just do. keep doing it. <laughs> just if when it comes to the podcast thing, man, just, just do. I haven't said this just word. Have I haven't said it. this word yet, but I'm going to, I'm surprised I haven't just fucking do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm used. I say that <laughs> I'm surprised at myself. Cause I'm yeah. usually the F word is a, uh, I don't know. I use it as everything. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's on everything work. But um, just do it, man. And if you ever have any questions, don't be afraid. Hit us up anytime. Um, on our Facebook page or whatever. And who knows, we can exchange numbers sometime or something. Whatever you want to do. Uh, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, but keep just push and do it. Just like you did with the films, man. If you're passionate about it, just do it. I, like I said. If you ain't doing nothing, then you ain't. You can't, you know, haters going to hate yeah. and there's going to ain't.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm just, I, I hear you. And and to, to answer your question, to drop the, the, the four letter word, I fucking will. And, if, <laughs> um, you know, I, that's the one thing my, I've been saying to my girlfriend for a long time. Like, just, just take a chance. We're just going to take a chance, you know, and that's, to me, I, I, I have to just keep thinking that just give it a shot, just give it a chance. Just, just, just go for it, you know, and I'm just going to continue to learn, you know, and um, I, I'll definitely be tuning into your podcast more often now on now that I know about you guys. Yeah, um, totally. so Thanks man. Sure and, uh, you know, with this podcast, I'll make sure and uh, let people know about it and talk about it. And uh, I truly appreciate, um, you know, you guys just chatting with me and it's been a, a breath of fresh air during a time right now. That is, it, we just don't know, you know, Yeah. Been, uh-huh. we're still just like, you know, Come on. What what are we
1: What are we what, doing here?
0: Yeah, what are we going to turn this corner, you know? But in the end, we can always sit here and bullshit and talk and go back and forth and learn something from each other. So, yeah.
1: we always- 100% man. So, um, yeah, and even if you ever
2: just want to talk, yeah. I, you know, about anything, you know, get a hold of us. Do me a favor though, whenever you whenever you get off of here, if you yeah. would, you've got our email address. Will yeah. you send me over like links to like your Facebook page, maybe yeah. the movie studio, uh, you know, w- w- the movie, of course. I mean, send
1: us over the link so I can put them in the show notes. And the,
0: Yeah. As soon as you know. we hop off here, I'll send everything over. I'll be and, uh, perfect. before we
1: hop off of here, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you and everything like that?
0: Sure. Sure. So, um, well, I got a whole bunch of, uh, social media handles here, but go ahead, go ahead. Uh, my, my business is KVT productions and that's K as in kite, V as in Victor, T as in Tom productions with an S. I've said that more times than I can count on the phone. Uh, <laughs> At KVT Productions, but you can also uh, check out our film, um, which is at Body Farm. Um, so we have we have two different handles. One's Body Farm Movie, which is our Twitter handle, so that's at Body Farm Movie, and then our Facebook is at Body Farm the Movie. Uh, it's okay. long story. We 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 tried our best to try to get all. Them no, to we know things. how that goes. Yeah. So the website is uh bodyfarmmovie.com Again, BodyFarmMovie.com, and you can check out the trailer there. There's a bunch of behind-the-scenes clips of, you know, seeing us shooting at the West Virginia State Pen and all sorts of really cool pictures and stuff, all of our laurels from all the uh, film festivals that we had a chance to be a part of and win some uh, awards at. Um, And, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'm I'm Brandon Keenan. Um, I'm on... Facebook. I think I'm, I'm on Instagram too. Well, Instagram's my business one. That's at KVT Productions. But um, you can reach me on Facebook. Feel free to reach out. Anybody's an indie filmmaker. I'll be willing to talk with anyone. I mean, I, it, even if it's just conversation. Um, I'm only as good as the people I surround myself with. I've said that so many times here. But you know, the more I learn and the more I work with people, the better I can get, and the better they can get. And and you know, we're, as filmmakers, we're in this together. We're we're trying to make films. Yeah. Um, that's really what it boils down to to me. So um, hopefully I can continue that career path and keep making films and uh, keep talking to you guys. And uh, Oh, yeah. You know, oh, I'm sure you will, man. Yeah, I'd love to come on again anytime. And I know my cast and crew, I'm sure a lot of them would be interested in chatting with you guys. You guys are awesome. great. Yeah.
1: Well, before we hit, uh, when we hang up here, don't hang up yet. We'll, we'll end our show here. Uh, but yeah, guys, so that was a great conversation with uh, Brendan Keenan. Like he said, he gave you all the stuff. Check him out. The movie's called Body Farm. Um, Got to go check it out, guys. Uh, we love you, as always. You guys are horror fans growing. We love it. Um, go check out our Facebook page. You guys know all that stuff. We do our live shows, stuff like that. But more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy. This
2: <laughs>